Well, welcome to book five of the Psalms. <laughs> We're getting through, and uh, this is the biggest, you know, Psalms is the biggest book in the Bible with 150 chapters. Well, we're now up to chapter 107, and we're in the fifth book of the Psalms. So that's quite amazing, and uh, we'll talk more about that shortly. So let's read Psalm 107. Give thanks to Yahweh, for he is good. His loving kindness endures forever. Let the redeemed of Yahweh say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the adversary, and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desert way, and they found no city to live in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted. Then they cried to Yahweh in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. He led them by a straight way so they might go to a city to live in. Let them praise Yahweh for his loving kindness, for his wonderful deeds to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul, he fills the hungry soul with good. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought them down with therefore he brought down their heart with labour. They fell down and there was no one to help. Then he cried to Yahweh in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke away their chains. Let them praise Yahweh for his loving kindness, for his wonderful deeds to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. Fools are afflicted because of their disobedience and because of their iniquities. Their soul abhors all kinds of food. They draw near to the gates of death. Then they cry to Yahweh in their trouble. He saves them out of their distresses. He sends his word and heals them and delivers them from their graves. Let them praise Yahweh for his loving kindness, for his wonderful deeds to the children of men. Let them offer the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his deeds with singing. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business in great waters, they see Yahweh's deeds and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up its waves. They mount up to the sky, they go down again to the depths. Their soul melts away because of trouble. They reel back and forth and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry to Yahweh in their trouble and he brings them out of their distress. He makes the storm calm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because of this calm. So he brings them to their desired haven. Let them praise Yahweh for his loving kindness, for his wonderful deeds for the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the seat of the elders. He turns rivers into a desert, water springs into a thirsty ground, and a fruitful land into a salt waste for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. He turns a desert into a pool of water and a dry land into water springs. There he makes the hungry live so that they may prepare a city to dwell in. Sow fields, plant vineyards, and reap the fruits of increase. He blesses them also so that they are multiplied greatly. He doesn't allow their livestock to decrease. Again, they are diminished and bowed down through oppression, trouble, and sorrow. He pours contempt on princes and causes them to wander in a trackless waste. Yet, 
He lifts the needy out of affliction. The upright will see it and be glad. All the wicked will shut their mouths. Whoever is wise will pay attention to these things. They will consider the loving kindnesses of Yahweh. All right. So this psalm is um, a liturgical psalm. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, it just means that it was used, this psalm was used in church, so to speak, as part of the church worship. Now, you might say, oh, all the psalms were like that. True. But you know how when you go to different churches, like say you go to um, a Catholic church, you know, a more traditional church where the service is like more formal, they have, you know, that method of where, you know, this person says something and that person says something and then everyone stands and says something. All of that's called liturgy. And um, liturgy is, is like where everything that's going to be said is like written out. And usually the only thing not like that in the sermon, in the service, is the sermon or the homily, which is the short little talk. But everything else in a liturgical service is often scripted. So even uh, your communion, you know, the priest or the person up the front will say certain words. Everyone will respond and say things like, Lord, have mercy on my soul. And it's all written out. So this psalm is a liturgical psalm. It's, it's as if you are in one of those types of churches and people say this and then there's a response. And you might, you wouldn't realise it, but the response is actually four times through the psalm. It's in verses 8. So it's in verses 15. Yeah, it is in verses eight, verse 8, 15, 21, and 31. So it's like a 41-verse psalm, but it's like around about every eight or so verses, there's a response. And sometimes in a formal church, they have a thing called a responsorial psalm. This is one. This is a responsorial psalm. And the response was actually this. Let them praise Yahweh for his loving kindness, for his wonderful deeds to the children of men. Now, if you were just letting the psalm wash over you or you know like you're just listening but you weren't really listening <laughs> you would not have noticed that that verse was said four times it's a 41 verse long psalm and that verse was repeated four times you probably didn't notice and that's okay we tend to not pick these things up unless you're studying them so that was the response and it, it happened four times through the psalm so it's a liturgical psalm and that's kind of cool and it's not the only one there are other ones and um, a lot of, you know, a lot of Christians, a lot of the more modern Christians, let's say, they go to churches which are not liturgical. And they tend to look down on churches which are liturgical because we all think that our way of doing it is better. Did you know that people who go to liturgical churches, they think the other way is not as good? <laughs> it's human nature. Whatever you do, you do it because you think it's the best thing to do. So therefore, you think other things are not as good. That's just the way humans are. And um, there's actually value in all of it. So I find when I go to a liturgical service, you know, a Catholic, Anglican, Lutheran, um, you know, Methodist, some of these other services which have liturgy, I find that it lives for me because I know that so much of those words comes right out of the Bible. And what we're doing is we're actually participating Instead of it just being one or two people up the front in charge of everything, the people in the congregation are participating. And that's actually what the word liturgy means. And um, it comes from two words, the laity, which is the people, and the ergon, which is the work. So the work of the people. The people are doing the work, not just the priest or the pastor up the front. 
So I find that when I go to all different types of churches, I appreciate the way that it's done there. And it's a lesson we can learn from this psalm too, because there's even liturgy in the Bible. <laughs> very, very cool. Now, this particular psalm is actually about the Lord's deliverance of Israel. Now, we always think, oh, it was when he brought them out of Egypt. This psalm's actually not about that. This psalm is about when he brought them back from Babylon. So originally, you know, the great miracle of the Lord was forming a nation out of these slaves in Egypt, bringing them out through all the miracles. But actually, the, the miracle later on, when the Israelites were destroyed and carted off to Babylon, it was another great miracle when the Lord took them from Babylon and brought them back and re-established. One of the commentators I said mentioned, this I'm pretty sure it was Bert Kaufman, and he said, this was an unprecedented event in history. He said never before had a nation been destroyed and then reconstituted and put back. Well, he's probably right. I don't know of any other examples. And so there's a few other things in this psalm worth mentioning. Verse 9, it says, He, which is God, satisfies the longing soul. He fills the hungry soul with good. Now, if you want more of the Lord, if you want to become a strong Christian and grow in faith, you have to be hungry. <laughs> we pray sometimes to, to know the Lord more, but we're not actually all that hungry. So the key is to really want it. It turns out when you really want God, you get more of him. And uh, in verse 20, it says, he sends his word and heals them. He delivers them from the grave. The key to being delivered is actually to cry out to the Lord. Sometimes we don't think we deserve it, so we don't ask. But it's not actually about whether you deserve it or not. It's just crying out to the Lord because <laughs> it turns out he's that type of a God. In verse 30, it says, um, it, it started describing Israel as like a ship on a rough sea. And it said that he guided them to their desired haven. And he said he, he, the waves grew calm. This is a little analogy about how troubled Israel was, and yet the Lord reached out and made things calm and guided the ship to its destination. And that's a little picture for your life and my life. When things are chaotic, we reach out to God. He's able to calm the problem down and guide us to where we need to be. He's wonderful like that. Verse 43 says, Whoever is wise will pay attention to these things and consider the loving kindnesses of God. Whoever's wise will pay attention to what? These things. What were, the th what were the things? All through the psalm, it kept going over and over about the people of Israel crying out to God and him responding to them out of his mercy. So what thing? Cry out to God, that thing. <laughs> so the wise know that the Lord is the answer to our problem and we cry out to him. Lord, thank you for Psalm 107. We come before you this this morning, I'm going to say, it might not be this morning wherever people are listening, but Lord, I ask you to hear our prayer. We need your help. Our lives are like a ship in a storm. Pray for the calming of the chaos in our lives and the guiding of us to that haven. In Jesus' name, amen.